You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 314 with Sean Malink. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Sean on the show today. If you are a entrepreneur or a solopreneur, and you're kind of doing the side hustle, and maybe it's bigger than a side hustle, and you're just like, you know what? Do I have enough money to put away to retirement? Would it really matter? I do want to encourage you that it would matter. And that's why I wanted to have Sean on the show today. Uh, I think it's easy to think about like if you work in a company and you have 401k and 401k match and all that, it's it's more of an obvious, like, yeah, we should do this. But when you're trying to do something on your own, maybe you're not making a ton of money and you're like, I don't know if it's really worth it. You know, this is why I wanted Sean to come on, talk about some options um, what to do, how to save for retirement, how to put money away. Um, you know, even if you're making 10,000 a year, it's still worth it to put away some of that money. So he kind of breaks down some options that we can think about when you have your own business, you're a solopreneur, you don't have like all these people working for you. So if you find yourself in this position, I hope you find this episode really inspiring. If you know someone that is a solopreneur, entrepreneur, and um, maybe they need to hear this, please make sure to share that. So I hope you guys find this episode encouraging and let's go to the show. Sean, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Amber, thanks so much for having me. And if there's just a little bit of a hum in the background, that might be the lawnmower going on in my complex. So apologies to the listeners for that. No problem. I know. I always think to myself, don't people know that people are on Zoom calls or doing podcasts? Just kidding. Uh, there's there's not another time you have to do it with they're sleeping, which would be another problem. Um, so uh, I appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, I want you to know that I think you're the, I think you're the third man to be on the Mama's Fire Show. By the way, so Amber, I'm- it's a real privilege, you know, <laughs> uh, rarefied air being on this podcast. So thanks so much for having me. Of course. You know, um, the topic that we're going to be talking about, I just thought, you know what, I think moms need to hear this and it would be beneficial. And so, you know, I always, you know, I'm like, all right, well, we haven't had a man on in a while, so let's, let's do this. And so, um, I just wanted you to know that you're special. Um, okay. So I do like to ask icebreakers, uh, before I start the show, I like to leave my listeners a little bit more inspired before they started. Um, so this is the question. What is one thing that you wish you could have told your younger self? Yeah, if I could have gone back and told my younger self something, it would be to be more intentional and closer to my faith, right? That was something that, you know, I always, I'm a Catholic, went to mass on every Sunday, but it wasn't, wasn't until my thirties that I really embraced that. And I do regret that I wasn't closer to my faith and more intentional about my faith. I so a little series for the icebreaker. No, uh, I'm a Christian. So like, I, yeah. And I talk about that on the show. So I think that's perfect. And um, what do you feel like you missed out on by kind of being away from your faith, you know, during that yeah, time? Yeah. So I think it was defining my moral character. Um, you know, not that I was a serial killer or anything like that, but. Right. And I now you're talking about retirement plans. <laughs> Yeah. You know, too many Catholics say, oh, I go to mass on Sunday. Great. Check that box and we're done. And I'm sure in other faiths, there are tendencies in that direction as well. And so I think, um, you know, we we love talking about the questions of of this world and and that's fantastic. But, you know, there is an eternity as well, right? There's things that we can't see just because we can't see them doesn't mean they're not real. Yeah. I love that. I do. Um, yeah, I wasn't expecting you to respond that like that, but you know what? I feel like, man, 
that was really good. So I appreciate that. Um, okay. So let's, let's get into it. Um, how about you tell us your full name and where you live? Yeah. So my full name is Sean Mullaney. I am a financial planner based in Woodland Hills, which is part of Los Angeles, California. Okay. Uh, yeah. And, and I do a lot of financial planning and retirement planning type stuff. And I try to demystify some of this yes. in my writings and my yep. content creation. Yeah. I could really hear that lawnmower when you were talking. So you guys, I hope you could hear everything he's saying. <laughs> and then it disappears. I think it's like comes by your window and then leaves your window, comes by. So we're good right now. Um, okay. So Sean, how about you share with us um, how you got to where you are today and then we'll jump into the interview. Yeah. So I was an accounting major in college. In high school, I got some great advice, right? That accounting is the language of business. And if you have an academic background in accounting, I had a you know BS, BA, you know, a degree, business, bachelor's of science, business administration and accounting, you're just going to be set up for getting jobs in the future. And so I did that and I had a natural ability in it. And I had a Basically, it was about an almost 18-year career, all told, that includes a spell through law school, uh, in corporate taxation. And even during that time, though, I always had this itch. I always had this thought about personal finance. And I'd read The Weekend Investor from the Wall Street Journal, and I'd watch Susie Orman and you know uh, magazine articles and you know occasional blog posts on financial planning topics. And eventually in 2018, you know, the itch got so much that I had to scratch. And so I left my career in corporate taxation and went into personal finance and opened up my own financial planning firm. I love that. Um, so do you feel like, you know, what we're going to be talking about um, is a retirement, especially for solopreneurs. Um, but we'll talk about just retirement in general. But is, is that kind of like what made you want to write this book? Because you kind of went out on your own to start your own business? Yeah, this book is informed by areas that I work in a lot and my own personal journey, right? Mm -hmm. So my book is Solo 401k, The Solopreneur's Retirement Account. Yeah. And, you know, I like to joke that I'm both a pusher and a user when it comes to the Solo 401k. So I mm -hmm. myself have one. Yeah. And I advise some of my self-employed employment clients, hey, you know what, this might be a good thing for you. And let's talk about the nuances and those sorts of things. Um, so it's it's an area that, frankly, has not gotten enough attention in the financial press and in content creation. And it's also an area that can be very impactful in terms of getting tax deductions and building up retirement savings when one is self-employed. Yes. I, you know, you said content creation. And so I think about like moms having blogs and, you know, podcasts or they're doing side hustles. Uh, they're starting businesses, uh, especially with inflation. And people are kind of like, okay, I need to start making some extra money. And they may not even be thinking about retirement in regards to their business. You know, I think it's very easy to think, especially for women, it's like, oh, you have this little business and you have like Etsy and whatever, and then you kind of downplay it. And then you're not really thinking about things and you could be losing out on opportunities. So I would love for you to speak to, you know, you wrote this book and like, who did you have in mind? Like, and, and what do you want them to know? Like if you, if, if you had these moms just sitting in front of you that have like Etsy shops, blogs, you know, they're making money on affiliates. Um, I, I don't know they're influencers. They're uh, like me. I have a travel agent. I'm a coach, right? So you have these people that are like, okay, I make a certain amount of money. I don't even know if I make enough money for it to be worth doing in retirement. What would you want to tell them? The first thing I'd tell them is as complicated as it might seem, this is not splitting the atom, right? So mm. this is doable. This is navigable, right? And so I would say, 
A, this is doable. B, we should expect that at some point in our future, we're not going to want to work for a whole host of reasons, right? right? So if A and B are true, then C, we need to save for retirement, right? We need yeah. some sort of savings there. And for those who work for themselves, the opportunity is tremendous. Uh, it really can be something where we can either or both get a substantial tax deduction by using a solo 401k, or we can get a lot of money into a Roth solo 401k, which is a tax-free vehicle, right? So we don't mm -hmm. get any tax deductions for that, but we could be building up tax-free growth. And it might be that you know you have a married couple Yep. And one is the primary breadwinner, right. and he or she is the one who's putting, you know, the food on the table, paying the mortgage, the bills, yep. you know, paying all that. And then there's a, you know, uh, there's a second uh, spouse, yeah, and he or she might be working on the side for someday, right, for right. the future, for yeah. building up these savings. And if that's the case, then you ought to think long and hard about, hey, you know what? I'm making ten thousand in my side hustle. I'm making twenty thousand in my side hustle. I'm making, you know, maybe I'm fully self-employed and I'm making a hundred thousand sure. dollars in that business. Right. Then, you know, I ought to think about, hey, is a solo four one k the right tool in my particular circumstance? Um, so it's it's not, you know, I like to say I'm an I'm very opinionated, but I don't have all the answers, right? So yeah. I don't have the quote unquote answer for you, Amber, or anyone right. in the audience, yeah. but I have opinions and I have, you know, I, I took the time to write a 200 plus yeah. page book right. about the Soul 401k. I have at yeah. least some insight into sure. that. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to raise awareness. This is something that frankly, a lot of solopreneurs just have no idea no, about. They don't. Right. I, they don't know yeah. that this account's out there that you could maybe do a Roth IRA and a solo 401k that exists. There's all sorts of planning opportunities out there. And Frankly, in the solopreneur world, I don't think we have enough knowledge just that these things are out there and that you should be thinking about them. Yeah. I mean, when you're saying that, when you're saying, okay, um, if you work for yourself, that there's so many opportunities, I was kind of like, really? So I would love for you to kind of give us an overall um, idea, like kind of breaking it down. Like you kind of went through like the Roth and then um, the 401k. And I'm I'm just curious, like, why is it such a great opportunity? I have no idea besides yes. just retiring, right? So if 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 people are like, okay, I'm gonna get his book, but like I, I gotta understand, like, because they, they're like, okay, I wanna get all the details, but I would love for you to share what are we even missing? Like, you know, it's kind of like we don't even know what we're missing. So it's like what makes it such a great opportunity if you can take an example, let's use somebody who makes $10,000, like kind of like what you're saying. I think that's, yep. you know, realistic that somebody could be doing that. What would you be, if they were sitting in front of you and you're their financial expert, what would you be telling them? Yeah. So I would be telling them in a case like that, where you've got a side hustle and it's making some real money. It's not Apple computers, right? It's it's not <laughs> Google, but it's yeah. a trader business. You pay yeah. self-employment tax on it. What I'd say is, and by the way, maybe we don't need the cash flow from that to fund our expenses. Sure. Okay. Yep. So maybe it's, you know, one spouse works full-time, the other spouse has a side hustle. Maybe what that spouse should do is look at something like a Roth solo 401k. So how do you do that? You start online, right? You say, who are the solo 401k providers out there and who offers this so-called Roth option, right? And it doesn't take too long to figure that out based on you, you look through each 
you know, investment house, each financial institution, there's Vanguard, there's Fidelity, there's right. Schwab, there's E-Trade, there's others, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not endorsing right. any of those of particular providers. Yep. You go through them and say, hey, who offers this Roth solo 401k? And are there fees? Are there, you know, what do the fees look like? What do the expenses look like? Generally speaking, in many cases, the fees are very modest. Some providers don't even have a fee other than the fees that any investment funds might have themselves. So you would look at that and say, hey, wait a minute, you know, I've got $10,000 of self-employment income on my side hustle. What I could do is every year I could put, uh, it's not exactly $10,000, it's a little less than $10,000 in that example, Mm -hmm. but I could get something like $9,000 and a little change into a Roth solo 401k every year. Wouldn't that be productive? Wouldn't that Mm. help, you know? our family build up some real wealth and the numbers increase, right? So let's say we're making $50,000 a year. Well, now we could put, uh, you know, under that scenario, close to $30,000, not exactly 30, up to $30,000 into some combination of Roth accounts, traditional accounts. And then one other thing to keep in mind is, Hey, Sean, you know, maybe this year we need that $10,000 for cash flow. Or put it back into the business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's, or just for our living expenses. So maybe it's not the thing for today, but maybe it's the thing for tomorrow. So maybe in 2023, we're going to go gangbusters. We're going to get to 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 of income. So, or maybe it's, Hey, you know, in 2023, we're going to get to 30,000 of income, but we need 15 for our living expenses. Well, okay. Maybe you make a contribution of 10 or 15 into a solo 401k. And you know, either get a big tax deduction if it's your tr- so-called traditional, or we get tax-free growth if it's a Roth, whatever we want to do. Um, so there's so many different opportunities here. It varies depending on the numbers, but it's also, hey, maybe we don't max out, as they say, this year. Maybe it's we make a small contribution this year and then max out the following year and then you know assess every year what can we do in terms of building up our retirement savings and maybe getting some tax deductions this year. Do you feel like you can achieve so much in life but your weight loss? Maybe you feel like you're stuck and you want to leave counting calories and dieting behind. Or maybe you find yourself spending so much energy thinking about how to lose weight, what to eat, and even can you keep this off if you get to goal? I know for me that was the case before 2019 when I lost over 50 pounds and I kept it off. And I want to help you lose weight the way that I did it. I want to help you figure out why is the weight a symptom for something else going on in your life? Because did you know that the weight gain is not usually based off of hunger issues? It's usually because you're not fulfilled in other areas of your life. So we go for food because it's a quick dopamine hit or a quick fix. So if you want to figure out how to live life without worrying about going to a party or going on vacation or staying in other people's homes without gaining weight, then this session is for you. How it works is you jump on a 30-minute coaching session with me. We come up with a plan right then and there so you can implement it the moment we get off our Zoom call. If you decide that you want to work that plan with me and have that weekly accountability for several months and dive deep to figure out what is really holding you back, we can do that too. But there is no pressure to do that. If you just want to jump on and chat with me and get your plan, that is a-okay. These mini coaching sessions are my way to give back to you guys. So I hope you take advantage of it. So if you're interested in more details, you can DM me at Living. Or if you know this is something you really have been wanting to do, but you've just been sitting on the fence, go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash coaching and grab a day and time that works for you. If you can't find a 
day or time that works for you, you can email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com or message me at mominspiredliving, whatever works best for you. This will all be in the show notes so that if you forget what I just said, go to the show notes and you'll get all that information. I can't wait to chat. Now let's get back to the show. So I'm curious, okay, so are you saying it's a Roth 401k? A Roth solo 401k? Yeah, so let's just do some terminology, right? Okay, a solo yep. 401k, just like your workplace 401k, right? just like large employer 401k, yep. can potentially have two different kinds of employee contributions. Mm. The, the, the traditional one is a deductible one, right? So that's the idea of, hey, um, just like many pe- Americans do at work today. I have my payroll and I say, hey, you know what? You know how you're paying me $5,000 this month? We'll put a thousand of that into the 401k and I'll take a tax deduction, right? Solo 401k works very much the same way, right? So, hey, I have a traditional solo 401k. I want you to, you know, I'll put a thousand this month into it. And so that will not be taxable income to me. So instead of 5,000 of self-employment income this month, I only have 4,000 because I'm taking a tax deduction for that. And then we say that that traditional solo 401k grows tax deferred later in life. We'll have to take the money out and it'll be taxable to us. But we're hoping today's tax deduction more than makes up for tomorrow's, you know, for that deferred tax that we do have to pay on. So that's one model. And then the second model is the Roth solo 401k. And some large employers now have the Roth 401k. And it's the exact flip, right? So instead of taking a tax deduction today and then having a tax inclusion tomorrow in retirement, we take the money out. It's taxable. We do the flip. We say, all right. I made 5,000 self-employment income this month. Take 1,000 of that and we'll put it in our Roth solo 401k. Well, the tax man, the IRS still says, okay, you had 5,000 of self-employment income income that you have to pay income tax on. Okay, but now that $1,000 is is divorced from the tax man, right? That 1,000 is growing tax-free for our retirement. And if we play the game right, you know, basically speaking, we can take that money out tax-free in the future to fund our retirement. Mm. And maybe there'll be a lot of tax-free growth. That's the hope. I know 2022 has some people down in terms of the stock market, but history generally tells us that um, things tend to turn around. No guarantees on this show, but things do tend to turn around. So the, the traditional solo 401k, the Roth solo 401k, both are available. Not at all plans, right? Some plans say you can only do the traditional, um, but you can also do both, right? So you could say, well, instead of a thousand in my traditional solo 401k, I'm going to do 500 in my traditional solo 401k mm. and 500 in my Roth. And yeah. you can think about it, you know, you don't, you, not everything has to be all or nothing in, in right. this. And I talk about that a little bit in the book that, you know, the, there's this in personal finance, folks get sort of hung up on, should I do traditional contributions? Should I do Roth contributions? I talk about that particular issue. There's no one right answer, but in theory, you could do a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. Yeah, I like that. I wanted to ask you, okay, so when you're looking at a solo Roth 401k, is that different than, uh, so like if we, if, if I were to put money in an IRA, um, you know, just a regular IRA with Vanguard. It does that look different than if I would be trying to put something like um from my business into a solo right a Roth solo 401k? Does that make sense? Or IRA. Yeah. Wait, an IRA is not getting, a Roth, is getting, it? Is that wait. Okay, is a Roth an IRA or is a Roth IRA? So, okay. So <laughs> let's start. Let's yeah. go even back go further, back. right? So <laughs> there are two types of retirement accounts, broadly speaking, in the United States. Yeah. Um, 
broadly speaking. Mm-hmm. One can one type is an employer plan. Usually a 401k, but it could be something called a 403b, 457. There are others. 401k right. is the big one, yeah. right? That's the one yeah. most of us think about. And for that, you need an employer, right? Okay. And in some cases, you know, if you work for yourself, you could be that employer and mm. it's a solo 401k, I right? See. So that's okay. one bucket, right? That's yep. one huge bucket. We could spend hours talking about just sure. that bucket. Yep. That's one of the buckets. Now there's a separate bucket. And these are the individual retirement accounts, the IRAs. And essentially for that, you need two things, right? You don't need an employer technically. Mm. You need uh, a pulse and earned income. And the earned income could be be your spouse's income, right? So this is divorced from, hey, I have an employer and they have a plan, right? IRA is an individual retirement account. And that, now that has lower contribution limits, right? So that's one of the reasons why solopreneurs should be thinking about solo 401ks. Roth IRAs, traditional IRAs are just fine. But if we're under 50 years old, the annual limit in the year 2022 is just $6,000 a year. Even if our spouse then kicks in another $6,000, it's only $12,000. The solo 401k limits can be much, much higher. But you can, yeah, and you could do them both, right? So you can do some, hey, I have a W-2 job, and so I do my traditional 401k at work, and then I do a Roth IRA separately in my own name. And then, oh, by the way, maybe my spouse also does a Roth IRA, Mm, right? And then if we work for ourselves, same thing. Maybe I do a solo 401k for my self-employment. And then I do a Roth IRA also in my own name. And maybe my spouse also does a Roth IRA in their own name. So there, and I have a whole chapter actually on on combining the solo 401k with the individual retirement accounts, right? You absolutely can contribute to both. I see. Um, And both traditional, both the IRA and the workplace plans have this traditional feature and have this Roth feature. One thing about workplace plans though is, the employer doesn't have to offer the Roth component. Some some uh, workplaces just don't have a Roth 401k. Sure. They'll just yep. have a traditional deductible one. I see. Okay. So so I, I think I understand now how the, the breakdown is for that. So did does that make sense of what I'm asking? Like, and maybe you mentioned that and I missed that, is that so what I'm doing not with a company, with an IRA, does that mm-hmm. look different on an IRA that you're trying to do with like through your business as a solopreneur? Yeah, so it does look a little different okay. mm-hmm. um, because here's the thing. You can go to one of the financial institutions uh, and set up a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA and the paperwork involved, the forms are not that onerous. Mm-hmm. Um, when you set up a solo 401k, you do get a little more detail. There's something called an adoption agreement. And generally speaking, most of the financial planners have, or financial institutions have a existing a, a agreement that you then have to fill out some blanks in some, you know, there are certain questions to be answered and you could generally do these, um, you know, online. So there's a little more paperwork when we're doing a solo 401k versus a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA. But it turns out, you know, many of the financial institutions that offer a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA also these days offer the solo 401k. And the investment options can also be um, very similar inside both those vehicles. So, uh, Amber, to answer your question, it's a little bit of a different look and feel, but it's not radically different. I see. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So here's the other thing too. So 
what else comes up for you, like when dealing with clients, you know, or something that you wrote in the book that you feel like people are overlooking, you know, they're, they're not really thinking about this. Um, maybe it's taxes, you know, um, like how you reduce that taxes, how to be strategic. I have no idea. Um, so if anything stands out, you know, is there something that people kind of, they're not really optimizing when it comes to yeah, this? Yeah, that's a great question, Amber. And I've got one okay. that I think will touch some of the folks in the audience, not okay. everybody. Um, so a lot of folks who are self-employed do something called a SEP IRA. And a SEP IRA is a perfectly fine savings vehicle, right? It's deductible contributions, just like a traditional solo 401k. But it turns out the limits are a lot lower for many Americans when we do a SEP IRA. And there's a reason for that, right? So a SEP IRA allows a so-called employer contribution, right? Okay. It doesn't allow an employee contribution. Oh. Um, and so let's say you made 100000 self-employment income. The max you can get in there for a SEP IRA is about 18500 a little change. Okay, that's fine. But with a solo 401k, same situation with about 100000 of self-employment income, you can get in a little over 39000 So not eighteen five. we're talking 39000 That's a whole lot more. And why is that? Well, why does this solo 401k allow so much more in terms of contributions? The, the reason is the solo 401k allows both an employee contribution, which would be 20500 maximum you know, for under 50 years old, plus that 18500 and a little change mm. in the employer contribution. Okay. And, and by the way, so this is, this is something that I think is missed in the personal finance space. Yeah. Um, and I think I actually did a YouTube video on the reasons why that is. The big one is the SEP IRA doesn't require advanced planning. The solo 401k does require some advanced planning during the tax year to get that employee contribution. And I think too many tax return preparers, financial planners sort of default, oh, SEP IRA, SEP IRA, SEP IRA. It's the way the practice has been for about 30 years. And the solo 401k has changed over time such that now you know, for many Americans doing a little bit of planning during the year, and it doesn't even have to be that much planning, uh, could, you know, more than double the contributions if you're willing to do just that little bit of extra planning. I love that. Yeah. And I think that's the thing too, right? It just takes that little bit of planning. And I don't, I feel like everybody's just kind of living life and not really stopping to take the moment to be like, okay, what do I need to do? And so I think this is very helpful. Um, okay. So is there anything else that you kind of, you know, you come across with people, your clients, um, that you think this would be very helpful. I think even, um, people who don't have businesses and, you know, their spouse is making enough money. Um, but maybe they're not contributing to the max or, or I think what happens People are kind of like, I'm in my 40s. I have a hundred thousand in retirement, and how am I ever going to make up for, you know, uh, for what I didn't do since my 20s? I think there's that very like black and white, and it's like I can't even put fifteen thousand a month in it, right, <laughs> to get up to a certain amount. So then people just feel defeated. So what would you want to tell those people that feel that way that they didn't maybe start? young, because as I always say, right, start as young as possible, but but maybe people miss that boat or they didn't have enough money. What would you want to tell them, especially if they can't offload, you know, 10 grand a month to just try to catch up? Yeah. So I would say a couple things. One is you absolutely have hope. Mm -hmm. um, one thing you could do is go to social security's website, ssa.gov. 
there you can find um, an estimate of the benefits you might receive in so in retirement under Social Security. I think people overlook this, right? They say, oh, you know, I'm really behind the eight ball in terms of retirement savings. Well, did you think about your Social Security that you could access in your 60s? Maybe you can delay that up to age 70, but for some people, maybe taking in the six in their 60s might be okay. Um, so that is one source of hope. A second source of hope is um, just start now and start making deductible contributions. If you have no idea, you know, look, I'm not here to give individual advice to any particular person in the audience, but I would say this, if you're behind in the retirement savings game, it often makes sense to just take some tax deductions at work. If that's a traditional 401k, solo 401k, um, get the benefits now and maybe take some of those tax savings and do more investing with them. Um, but it can be the case that, hey, you know what? I'm really behind. Okay, start maxing out your 401k at work, for example. Do what you can. If you can't max out, do what you can, and you'll get better at it over time. And you'll find, oh, yeah, maybe I actually can max it out, even though you don't think you can today. Um, but the nice thing about that is if we're behind in retirement savings, we don't really need to worry too much about the taxation on those later withdrawals that will fund our retirement. Because, hey, if, if our assets are low anyway, even if we have to take out a bunch of money to fund our retirement, we're not likely to be in a high tax bracket when we retire. Yeah. And during our working years, we're, we're more likely to pay more taxes. Sure. So it's, it's this tax planning sort of works hands in hand with building up some financial wealth, even if it's all in tax deferred traditional accounts. Maybe those retirement withdrawals won't be taxed as badly as you might think. And you might you might actually be in a place where you can make it work. That's a good idea. I like that. And and to give people hope, because I do think people kind of just it's like all or nothing and they've already gave up. Yeah, you can always A, you can always get a little better. And B, what you're gonna find, I think, is once you start being intentional about re- retirement savings, you're gonna find it's gonna get easier and easier. And you're gonna say, Oh, I've been putting in 10%. Yeah, you know what? I did that for three months. Now mm-hmm. I could up it to maybe twelve percent, and it wouldn't right. really be that harder, right? Going to from zero to maxing out your four hundred one k is probably not going to work for a lot of folks in the audience, right? But starting at least somewhat small and revisiting mm-hmm. it in two yeah. or three months that could absolutely work. I love it. Okay, so we're almost at the end of the show. So two questions: um, Is there anything that you want to touch on that we kind of skipped over? And then also, if people are interested in your book, like what what are they going to find in your book? Um, you know, if they're interested, in what we were saying, but they're like, you know what, I want more details. Yeah. So I mean, uh, Amber, I think we've covered a lot of really fertile ground here. Perfect. You know, we could talk for hours right, about some of, of this planning, yeah. <laughs> but I also would just say let's not get lost in the weeds, right? Meaning. There are multiple ways to achieve financial success. And so I would just say, you know, look, the solo 401k isn't for everyone, right? And that's okay. Um, I think just being intentional about this and understanding that it's about a goal at the end in terms of, hey, do I have enough money to fund a retirement, become financially independent, whatever that goal might look like for me and my family, that's what you want to focus on. And if the shiny objects come down the pike, ooh, look at that, backdoor Roth IRA, what's that? Or, ooh, look at that, it's crypto or whatever it is. You know, let's say, well, okay, that's a shiny object, but really what's important is the goal. And it doesn't mean the shiny object might not work. Maybe that does work for you. I'm not here to give any particular advice in that regard. 
Um, I would just say focus on goals, have a good plan in place, and then you'll be able to deal with the shiny objects. And they tend not to be as important as people tend to make them out to be at times. Um, and then, you know, in terms of the book, right? So um, the book is sort of a, a soup to nuts journey in the solo 401k. How do you set the thing up? How do you fund it? Uh, what might make sense from a tax planning perspective? So it, it sort of has um, some 101 level concepts. Okay, here's how I set this thing up. Here's what I might want to do in terms of annual contributions. And then it has some chapters that are a little more sophisticated in terms of, oh, how do I do some more sophisticated tax planning here? And I also mean for the book to be a bit of a reference. Part of the reason I wrote it is, frankly, so that I could have a reference. I don't have everything written you know, everything in that book is not memorized by me, right? So some right. of the things I might have to go back to. Sure. Um, so it's it's a reference. It you know it's supposed to be a planning book, but also a reference book. And then um, you know it's available Amazon, Barnes and Noble, these sorts of places. Um, and it's it's a paperback version and a Kindle version. And I know different folks approach that different ways. Sure. Uh, it has a bunch of numerical examples. Mm, okay. um, I think they're relatively easy to understand, but it's part of the reason there's no audio version of the book. Oh, I do think yeah, that's hard to follow uh, numbers. I, I do think the num <laughs> some of the numerical examples are detailed enough that you really do need to see that on yeah, paper. That so there'll never be an audio version of the book. Yeah. Uh, apologies for those in the audience who use audio uh, versions. <laughs> A lot of the personal finance books just can't have. They can't. I get that. The yeah. audio. Right. People get lost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So yeah. Uh, so besides finding your book in um, Amazon, is there any other place that you want to share where people can find you or is that the main just, and I'll put everything. Yeah, in so the folks can too. interact with me and, and find my, my materials. Uh, I have a blog, FITaxGuy. So FITaxGuy.com. It's the intersection of tax planning and financial independence. Mm. Uh, you can find most of my stuff there. I have a financial planning firm. The website is MulaneyFinancial.com. Uh, and then I am active on Twitter. Um, the handle is Sean Money and Tax. Oh. So those three areas, you're going to be able to find sort of what I'm up to and you know what I'm putting out in the world. I love it. Well, Sean, thank you so much. I, like you said, we could just keep talking and diving in and breaking it all down and, and keep talking. But um, I think this is just enough to kind of get people aware um, that there's different options out there to get the you know moms that are having side businesses, side hustles, whatever, to think, oh, maybe I should be putting into retirement um, and that it's never too late. So I appreciate you coming out today. Amber, thanks so much for having me. Really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for listening to today's episode. To learn more on how to work with me, go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash coaching. See you there. 